Hey everyone, what's up? It's that time again. DDNC coming to you from our studio here in Westchester um, with my co-host, Senior Bradley Olson, sitting next to me, and our very special guest on this episode, Coach Ben Foster. What's up? How are you doing? Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming, my man. Uh, I didn't know we were neighbors. I know. <laughs> it's cool. It this is very cool. Nine-minute walk. <laughs> this is <laughs> awesome. Feels good to be back in the studio. How Feel you feeling? Great. Excited. Yeah. yeah, it's been a couple weeks, and. And with us, Coach Ben Foster yeah, from Foster Soccer. Yes, sir. Can you tell I'm, I'm kind of in awe? Yeah, I am too. <laughs> uh, if you've got a question, comment, please, suggestion, anything, a topic you want us to cover, DM myself or Brad on our Instagram handles at Brad or Jeff Lacanti Tennis. We have a really fun show coming at you. Please stay with us for the next 40. Um, I'm going to just hand it over to you because uh, we got a couple of headlines. Headlines? Ready? Yep. Okay. Two quick ones. And, and for those just listening for the first time, we like to do headlines that you may not read about today on ESPN. Right. You may not right. have seen them somewhere. Right. Definitely a lot not of people ESPN. Have seen these. So the first one, and a lot of them is to surprise you because I know you haven't seen them. So last week, I think it was... There was a game, a baseball game. Yeah. And it seemed, seemed like a normal game. And then all of a sudden, the first base coach got kicked out. Okay. So out runs out Alyssa Nackett. Okay. The first female coach ever oh. to step foot on a professional baseball field. Wow. During the game. That's awesome. She became the first base coach. For what team? San Francisco Giants. That's so so cool. her her jersey and her helmet are now I think her helmet are now in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it was really exciting to see. I mean, listen, that's a big step. We had talked a couple of weeks ago about why aren't there more women coaching? Yep. So yep. Before that podcast, no women female coaches on the professional baseball field. Oh, that's after amazing. the podcast, <laughs> right, 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 right. One, they heard us. On the, you know, like, yeah, do oh. we take credit for that? Oh, I man. mean, like, Ooh, that's I don't a know. tough call. <laughs> that's a tough call. I mean, there's a clear delineation there. Like, yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> so, that's so cool. It was really cool. That. And when she got asked about it, she's like, "No, this is my job. I understand yeah. the, like, you know, how big this is, but." This is what I do. Yeah. That's what I trained for. I've been doing this for years. Yeah. She started as an intern. I love the story. Started as an intern. She didn't even know she was interviewing for a coaching position. I think oh. she just loved the organization and she wanted to just be a part of it. And the next thing you know, she becomes a coach. She's like, she was a tremendous softball player. And I don't know, the, the team and the organization just really liked her and they hired her several years ago and. Good for her. She stepped on the field, and now that she is, now her uniforms in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so cool. In the Hall of Fame with all the men. That's so that's cool. right. All right, number two, and this is why I made you read the story the other day. Yeah, but <laughs> most people may not have heard of this guy. His name is Morgan Hoffman, and he's a professional golfer. Have you heard of this guy? I have. Ben? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, you have. So. Yeah, I follow golf quite a bit. Yeah, I haven't heard much of him for a while. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been off the grid. So mm. he was a great golfer. You know, won a couple, maybe you know, made lots of endorsement money and endorsements. And then all of a sudden, like he something was wrong. He wasn't feeling right, and nobody could tell him what was wrong. And finally, after all these doctors' appointments, they finally said, "You have mus muscular dystrophy." Yeah. Okay. Now what do I do? Um, nothing, you know, it's probably going to get worse. There's nothing you can do. 
And, it, you know, I think he got multiple opinions and they all said the same thing. And he was so like, basically like, screw this. This is unbelievable that you guys this is the only thing you can tell me. I'm going to fix myself. Well, he just couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe he couldn't, it. Yeah. It wasn't and, in and his And so matter of fact power. about the diagnosis yeah. too. Like, oh, nothing. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Nothing, nothing Western science can do for you. So yeah. you're on your own. Yeah. And it was, so he had to essentially go off the grid. He ended up in the blue zone or whatever it's called. Well, can I interrupt? Yeah. Because he did, he did ask, he did research people who have had this and he could not believe, his brain just could not accept everybody just saying, I give up. Uh, this is how it's going to be uh, because the doctor said so. And that's when he went off the grid. So he ends up in, I think there's four blues, blue zones or something yeah, yeah, he's in, in the, the world. Yeah, yeah. It's where the most health, healthiest people in, in the planet live. And I didn't know Costa Rica was one. I knew Oca so, Okinawa and uh, I think I it's somewhere in Italy, in, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's Sicily. Yeah. Or I could be wrong. But, so he goes to Costa yeah. Rica and then he does, you know, some peyote or whatever they do down there. And he sees some images and... You know, a black smoke comes out of him, and he basically <laughs> lives intense. supernatural, super, or I don't want to say organic, but he yeah, like like uh, pretty much like earth to mouth. Yeah, like it's everything's and raw. Drinking your own. Yeah, yeah, which apparently is healthy for some reason. Anyway, so he well, no, that was, <laughs> that's not no. Don't get the no. The, don't get the story wrong. It was for a particular reason, I medical understand. reason. Yes, I understand. Don't just start. Okay, <laughs> we gotta let our listeners I know. The medical reason is my point. just because we can get female coaches on the game. We don't need all the okay. <laughs> so, anyway, he started to get better. Yeah, and then he said, "You know what? Maybe I should try to play golf again." And. He's, there was like one driving range in all of Costa Rica. Where, yeah, where he's, very he is. he's very remote in Costa Rica. And no one knows him as a golfer. They just know him as Morgan or whatever his name is. Whatever they missed or something. I don't know. But it was super inspiring to see this. He started to get better. He healed himself. And he started on the PJ Tour last week. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, because anyway. I remember they, had, they were talking about that at the end. They had, he he's missed got some, the cut. He has some oh. exemptions. By one stroke. Oh, man. I was so bummed. I mean, he what only was the tourney? RBC. Oh, yeah, he was there. Something. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So yes, you know, seeing now, super long hair. He looks like, you know, Spicoli. Has, from, yeah, Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Has he kept that though, or did he cut it? No, he has it. He does I mean, have like, it. Okay. Anyway, it was super inspiring. Right. I was so like bummed to see that he missed the cut by one because yeah. if he was on the weekend, he would have been all over CBS and everywhere, and everyone talking about yeah. it. It was super inspiring to see. I hope that doesn't happen to anybody that I know. That the doctors is like, yeah, sorry, right, dude, and everybody right. else is like, mm. yeah, yeah. Like, it I, makes I you listened think. to the doctors who said nothing. It definitely made me think about that stuff. There's, you know, there's a lot out there. Can I give you a uh, yeah. can I give you a headline? Of course. I don't mean, you know, I don't want to cut you That's off. It. It was <laughs> All right. That was a good All right. Story, well, well, we have we have Coach Ben. Yep. Uh, can, do I say English, British? Is English? Both? English okay. Is good, yep. So just recently, in England. We have the third major for tennis. I'm a rackets guy. Uh, Wimbledon is coming up in, in midsummer, and they did make this huge announcement where they're not going to allow Belarusians or Russian players attend the event, which... Um, There's a big one. Yeah, I mean, you know, Daniel. you have... Well, for both men and women, you have Sabalenka on the women's side. You have uh, Daniil Medvedev on the men's side. It To me, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right. 
I don't know if I understand it. I'm very new to the story. I do want to say that the All England Club is, it's private. They make their own calls. They decided during the pandemic, shut down, no tennis. Uh, so this is one of those situations. You just say, okay, it's their call. So their here's, club. A, here's a question. How close-knit is the tennis community? A very close-knit, like so, any so professional I, sports. This is what I think, and I'm using a movie reference. Do you yep. remember Rudy? Where yeah. the coach yeah. says, you can't play. Yeah. And then he's like, I quit. And then the All-American walks in, and everybody walks in and hands their jersey in. And we're like, he could take my spot. I you, think, are you alluding to? <laughs> I think I think it, all you need is one of the top guys to say, I'm boycotting, and then everyone else will line up behind So him. that did occur in their first tournament with Djokovic. Uh, it's, a, it's more of a... But that's different. But they're not that's on the same team. Choice. Remember, they're not on the same team. They are battling. That. That's why for, I said how close. So knit. yeah, yeah, it's it is close knit. It's just it, it's a it's a tough call, right? It's is a tough is call. this the first tournament it's happened at? Like are they? It it is. It's a major. Been, and there's and the first major. So yeah. What was the last biggest tournament? Australian and did Open. it happen since the war? Like, no, started? no, no. Oh, okay. So is this the first? This is the first big tournament since the war started. Will be. Yes, well, uh, you don't the expect so the there, the and, and this is where I—I I mean, I don't want to get into too much political stuff, but it's just a bummer that this has happened. Uh, it will be interesting to see the response of other players. I get both sides of the story from their side, from the other side as well. Uh, it's just um, like you said, Ben. It is—it it is the first tournament that has said it because there is. It's not coming from the ITF. It's not coming from, which is the International Tennis Federation. It's not coming from the ATP, the men's, or the WTA. It's coming from, uh, what's the acronym? A All England, A-E-L-T-C, the All England Lawn and Tennis Club. And they're a private private club. It's their decision. They don't, and if you read about why they made the decision, what they say they made the decision for, I get it. Uh, maybe okay. Maybe they won't boycott. It, well, because it's funnier is if they wore blue and yellow. Because <laughs> they all just wore blue and yeah, yellow. Yeah, right? they're following. They're following what almost the rest of the world is doing to uh, in response to this war being started. So, uh, but really, I, I, again, really I, I, I uh, let's. I don't want to go there. Yes, uh, agree. You, you. It's just an interesting occurrence. <laughs> Um, I think a lot more to come. Yeah. I yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens and yes. see what happens because we do have the French Open, which is next, which is coming up in May, before Wimbledon, and then the U.S. Open will follow. And you have a very good point. Will the others say we're going to follow or will the others say we're done, we quit? Who knows? To be determined. TBD. There's your acronym, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He so, got one. He, so, so he has three acronyms. This is this is funny. I'm gonna bring in on this, Ben. Uh, so yes, I I am not an acronym guy. I don't know if you know acronyms. Do you know acronyms? Yeah, you, you know what they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So he will. Brad will give me a acronym, and I just go question mark. I have no idea what it means, but I did get to use one properly the other day, last week. I I threw out an acronym, and it stunned you. <laughs> I just said I was I was having a moment because I yeah. was so proud of him using it in the right context. I just I don't use them. I mean, everybody uses them. Uh, I don't. I, just, I don't. Are we really that well, lazy that I we know. can't just Do say I, to be so, determined? So give me if you know all these acronyms, give me one. I'll see. If oh, I he knows them. It. No, this is a no. RT. This is going RT. That's my favorite. I, I had to look that one up. No idea. No Roger, idea. Roger that. Exactly. Oh exactly. <laughs> exactly. I and mean, I should know that with Roger Federer, right? I guess. 
Yeah, Roger that. So let's get to the weekly W. So Those ra- are the headlines. Rather than great headlines this week, great. Rather than <laughs> weekly win, we're going to change it to weekly wisdom. Ooh. Well, I love, we can do either or. I love it. Basically, because I got this really cool book. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is that, 300 pages? 400 pages? <laughs> uh, although I think you said it's 356 it's a, no, it's pages? every day. Yeah. Every day so, you can read a, da- okay. a daily wisdom. So 356 pages? Um, Maybe you should go back to school. <laughs> Jeff, 365. Sorry, sorry, yes. 365. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, this is a non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> wow, this messes with you. So I read this one the other day and I loved it. And I'm going to read it to you in, in, our, in our 27 listeners that we have. Maybe more. After 32. Our, okay. It's gone, it's gone up. It's called... Regular people do regular things. Don't be regular. It's not human nature to be great. It's human nature to survive. Hold on. I can't read this thing. Okay, it's the lighting in to here. Be average, it's, okay. it's human nature to survive, to be average, and do what you have to do to get by. That is normal. When you have something good happen, it's the special people that can stay focused and keep paying attention to detail, working to get better and not being satisfied with what they have just accomplished. Nick Saban. So it ends with, being average is common. Doing only what is expected is common. Settling is common. Be uncommon. Mm. Break the cycle of mediocrity. Wow. Wow. I like that one. one. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Coach Ben because we, we were just chatting before that we started the show. And you fit that bill. I'm going to reference how long you've been working, how many days, years in a row. (laughs) Uncommon. You just threw out the number like 15 years. You just took a break. Well, yeah, I I first came over it 18 years ago. Well, listen, that's, yeah, no, 15 years is probably full time. The first time was like short term visas, but 15 years and coaching. It's also, it's a seven days a week job. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's you're doing it uh, in the summers. You might get a weekend off, but having more than the Christmas week off, yeah, I didn't do that for yeah probably fifteen years. I was just yeah. coaching constantly. So yeah. you were coaching and building your program, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So well, you're, I mean, your program is what from like four years up to like thirteen, fourteen years old. Yeah, I, I I would from four up to we we do like high school camps and stuff right. like that. But foster our, soccer, foster soccer. But yeah. our our niche probably our, our specialization is like four to like ten years old. Okay, like that's that's where that's where we you focus. like that yeah. age, and group. I like that. Yeah. I've, I've coached, it's a fun age group. Exactly. I've coached, <laughs> I've coached everything, like yeah. you know, all different levels, elite yeah. levels, recreation levels. Yeah, three, four year olds, high school kids. Yeah. But um, I just felt you can make. I think I'm best at coaching, you know, six, seven, five, six, seven yeah. age group. And I think you can make more of a difference there. You I have think. such an impression yeah. with that age group, right? Yeah. You I, can, there's a lot there that they want to take from you as a coach, as a, as a, as a role model, as a person, as an adult, as an authority figure, you have a lot of influence there. A lot of influence. Ab- absolutely. And, and bad coaching at that age group, yeah. you know, four or five, six can just put them off the game life yes and, and so i yes I, I, i've you yeah, can I mean, speak to my daughter's story yes that was that was lily's story yep yep exactly in that age yeah she had a bad 
experience? Exactly, yeah. Rebecca, my younger, went. Mm. Had an amazing experience. <laughs> but did, 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 so let me just say, Lily did not have a bad experience with the foster soccer. It was mm. You took over after yep. the company before was running it, and Lily had an awful experience. Stopped. Mm. Becca gets involved, foster soccer. Lily, the next day, was like, I want to do soccer. <laughs> Becca was having this amazing, fun, enjoyable time. She didn't know any kids going in. She didn't know any coaches going in. But the way your coaches, the way you set it up, your program, yeah. speak to that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, it, true. It, it, yeah, just from coach, everyone, most coaches want to work with older and better. So they yeah. want the highest level. And I understand it. It is fun coaching real good level kids. And I like doing that as well. And it's the toughest age group to coach is yeah. four, five, six-year-olds because, you know, you have to be... It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> you have to be on it all the time. Yeah. They, they're not yeah. always going to... You've got to right. make it fun so they do want to listen to you. Yeah. Um, so I've I I've flipped it and I make sure I have all the best coaches working with the youngest kids. When I do yes. our camps, our best yes. ones are working with the youngest kids. Yep. Um, because, yeah, you, you get it wrong at that age group, they'll... Yeah, it can, it can be gone. scarring. They're very so impressionable they're that age group, yeah. I'm very curious about, obviously, okay, so you said two. I have now three in the program, <laughs> yeah. and I'm excited yeah. about that. <laughs> yep. Um, how did it kind of, you know, how did this whole program and your philosophy and how did this all get started? Because, you know, yeah. for those who don't know, you played at a semi-elite, elite level as a junior, right? Yeah. So, so I... I, I Soccer was my sport growing up. I did lots of sports, but soccer was my main one, which is the majority of people in England, Europe. And I, um, yeah, I, I played at Nottingham Forest, which back in the day was a, a real force to be reckoned with. And they're in the Premier League. Yeah, there yeah, we are. There we go. At who, who, by <laughs> the way, you should start following them. They, they may be going up to the Premier League oh, this right. season. They're flying at the moment. Um, wow. They're going to be in the playoffs at least to get up. Um, wow, shout out I, to them. Yeah, but cool. I, I was I was at that club. I didn't make it professional. So I then went to college um, and I got my degree in sport and exercise development uh, with coaching. I then did one summer in America um, working for a company called uh, Noga Soccer. And I did, um, I kind of got a bit of a bug for it and I enjoyed mm. it and, and really enjoyed working with kids in particular. Then I, when I finished college, I actually went, my university lecturer wanted me to go and work in randomly in this um, British holiday resort in Greece. And I was a coach there. And that's where I oh. really kind of fell in love with coaching and fell in love with working with kids. I really enjoyed working with kids, particularly younger kids. And then I immediately, um, because there isn't there isn't much of an industry, there wasn't anyway when I was younger um, in coaching soccer in England. So I, w I came over to America. I, I like America. I love traveling. I came over here on a nine-month visa, and I just, yeah, I, I just stuck with it and worked with a company called Noga, who were then bought out by a company called UK Elite. And then I, um, as soon as I had my green card, I always had the vision of starting my own company. Mm. So I started it. I you you were like I I don't I don't need yeah. these other guys well, these coaches well, uh, are terrible. So the, so the companies had <laughs> two things. So Naga Soccer was yeah. incredible coach development. There's a guy called Tim Bradbury who's the coach educator and he's one of the best in the country. That's cool. And he taught me how to coach and he taught us all like there's so many good coaches scattered around the country that will have been coached by him. And then um, that's great. And then they got bought. It's a nice legacy. Yeah. And then they, but they weren't a great because it's a business they, just, yeah. they weren't business yeah. people and they and so it wasn't really working and they got bought out by 
a big coaching company with a lot of money behind him who did know how to run a business, yeah. but they were, you know. Then it went the other way. Exactly. Yeah. So but I learned, <laughs> yeah. I learned the good from one art. side and the good from the yeah. other side. And yeah. uh, so I thought, right, I'm ready. And um, I, I, I've been working here, though, in this, in Larchmont Marinick for, yeah, eight, 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And, that, and I love that you, you took the risk to be like, I'm going out on my own. Because there, yep. you know, it can happen in tennis. There are coaches that want to go out on their own, mm. and but it, you know, it, 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 if it goes bad, it's a big time financial mess. Yeah, and I, I, I am so impressed mm. when I come in, I drive in, yep. and all the fields are it's all soccer players. Then yeah. there's a tennis yeah. bubble, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but there's, I mean, yeah. you've got to have like you've got to have thousands of kids in your program right oh I, yeah it's it, you can we can't keep up with the demand yeah it's it's that's awesome. wait lists on everything we do and my gosh that's like, amazing. like last week we had a camp and i thought oh we're not going to get anyone because first time post-covid kind of and yeah. everyone wants and to get Easter, away people yeah, yeah, can yeah. actually fly but we still yeah. got i think was 180 kids wow it, it was just good for you it's great but we we're also in i think a a very um multicultural community where yeah. there's lots of expats you know yeah. lots of um europeans that the french american schools here yes. there's um different breaks yeah and there's a lot like hispanic population so there's yeah. soccer is kind of entrenched i think around it and and in the expats is a yes we particularly in our school district we have a ton of expats yeah. uh go Rynek, and yeah. <laughs> and it's now, don't give me the thumbs down, okay, over there. <laughs> we'll be rivals yeah, someday. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm riding that guy now. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> That's right. We're going we're gonna to teach those Marinette kids not to play soccer. <laughs> um, so I think it's, I mean, I think it's just, I can't believe every time I drive in and my daughters are there and they're smiling, they're having a good time. And you're also very responsive. Like there's there's the the business side, Um uh, you're very responsive to make sure that it is succeeding for the kids, the coaches. It's a delicate balance. Well, that that's the challenge now. Like when when I first started, I was doing working with small groups and all this. Now it's it's big. It, it's like making sure that um, no kids misses out and everyone's getting yeah. experiences becomes yeah. more difficult. But we try. Yeah, you you. I want to ask you. We have this awesome two-minute drill, but we got to pause the two-minute yes. two drill yes. for a sec. I got a question because oh, we're gonna. Yeah, it's I, coming I, later. I, th this is this speaks to you're gonna. I just the question, like, how do you how do you keep your coaches? I mean, I, I deal with like two or three, maybe four, mm -hmm. and we're on the same page. We have a quick meeting. We're always talking every day. We see each other. How do you keep them together, moving that program in the right direction for those kids at that age, at that level? What are you doing as a coach, as a leader, as but, a as a? But also, you know, yep. all those different coaches. I think we need to buy into your philosophy, and so we're curious yep. and want people to understand how you kind of keep the momentum of your ideas in your head, yep. what you want for the program and the kids, and how do you keep everybody moving? How do you keep the well, bus moving? Well, in the right direction. Yeah. So so um. Yeah, it's been a learning experience, like being a little bit of a boss of coaches and getting yeah. them in. And yeah. uh, so it, it's tough. It's tough to find good coaches. But like it starts with the recruiting. And what I learned quite quickly is the number one thing you look for in a coach is that they're a good human being. Yeah. Like they're, they're compassionate. And 
they enjoy working with children they're good at working with children like that comes even before like their soccer knowledge because we're working with younger kids and it's right. it's very right. we're teaching them the fundamental fundamentals in very fun environment but i i want to see i want coaches that care like it, that's yeah. that is the number one that yeah. when i'm not watching or when the parents aren't watching they're still really on it and and, and wanting to make an enjoyable and uh, developmental experience for the kids, yeah. so that, that's that's where we start. But we have um, we have a curriculum that we, we we work by, and but we also have there's certain philosophies and things that like I have a message that I always say to the, our coaches that I hope they stick to, like no lines, no laps, no lectures. So it's yeah. it's fun. So we don't. <laughs> I don't want. I, I don't like want to see no six laps. year olds. I don't want to see kids six yeah. year olds standing in a line. Yeah, they're not learning when they stand in line, and uh, and they will act up. Yeah, you've both had six-year-olds, or you've probably got some. <laughs> yeah. got six-year-old now. Yeah. They, yeah. they will. They've oh got too much gosh. energy. So and yeah. laps. That's not fun. Yeah. Like, kids don't want to be sent on a lap, and right. um, and don't talk to them too much. Give them get a bit <laughs> of guidance, but get in, get out, and they want to be playing. That's sound all kids bites. Yeah. Sound bites. Yes, they need yes. a sound bite. I mean, because their attention exactly. span is like that of a fly. Exactly. It's mm. it's, it's, so it's also when we're working with them, they generally come straight from school. Yeah. And I don't want it to be school again. I, this is play. <laughs> this is something that yeah. be enjoyable, and we want to create fun environment, fun learning environments. But the soccer's a game that's it's yeah. it's about decision making. We can't. You mentioned it earlier that you you don't want to be telling a kid what to do because that's that's not learning. That's just yeah. copying what the coach says. It's yep. right. I want to be. Um, yeah, I, I, you want to create an environment where they have to make the decisions and then learn from their mistakes, and that's when you can step in and give them a little bit of advice. But yeah. Uh, it's a good little nugget. But right the whole there. thing is about fun. That's and, a great nugget. You know, I learned coach Jeff coaches my son in tennis, and he said very early on, which I've said before, like this needs to be fun. When he's yeah done, he doesn't. He wants he wants my son to not want it to be done. He wants it. To, I yep. want to keep going, mm. and I think your program is super fun. So last week. You know, during the camp on Thursday, they had a big World Cup, and everybody <laughs> like all of our kids were painting their face and making flags That's beforehand because the they yep. cheer for their team. Charlotte has no idea; she's <laughs> right what she's doing. Almost five, she doesn't <laughs> oh, know what so Spain and Ireland <laughs> and England is right, but she's like, she's like Abby Cadabby. Yeah, make me a Spain flag. Yep. What does that mean? <laughs> right. Idea. And you're but, like, no, it's not but, USC. But, <laughs> but watching how excited you are to tell the kids who won. Oh, it's hilarious. They, it was awesome. What a great video of that. The kids go absolutely berserk. It's it's and better now. We've we've switched it. We always used to have two teams, if you remember. So there was always yeah. one winner and yeah. one loser, oh, and it was yeah. and there was tears. All oh the time. yeah. So oh, I've now changed it to. Th I've got three different colors. Actually, I've got four. So yeah. I was going to do four teams, but we just did three. So if you have three teams, yes, one team's winning, but then there's two losers. That it, can, you it's know. better. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a really... I didn't even but, think about but, that. But use that to be like, okay, the one team's promoted, and <laughs> yes. the other two just stay. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where you can well, go with that. That's, no, I mean, we talk about teaching moments. Yeah. It's such a big teaching moment for me. I tell the boys, okay, immediately afterwards, how many World Cups did Messi win? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. How many did Ronaldo win? Yep. It's like, you know, because that helps them conceptualize. I think I know the, the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you know the trivia question. But. Ronaldo's won a European Cup. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't say I said World Cup because <laughs> it's not a European Cup in foster soccer. They're going <laughs> no, for <that's> <laughs> There you go. So, but, like, I... You like, can't win. Listen, it can't always I win. I say, listen, you, you can't can't be win. sad. 
for 10 minutes. Mm. In football, they have a 24-hour 24 mm-hmm. 24 mm-hmm. rule. You think about the last game, win or loss, for 24 hours, then you switch to the next week, yep. next opponent. Yep. Yep. I tell them, <laughs> you'd be sad for 10 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. <laughs> and then I already pre-planned a Subway trip. because you really, can't tell them. They really wanted to go to Subway. So, <laughs> all right, you lost. We're going to Subway. <laughs> yes. And they're so excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who cares about whether we win or loss? <laughs> Totally, yeah. the brain of a kid, but, yeah. of an adolescent. Oh, but, but, what, but what you said—that is the center of our philosophy—is enjoyment, and and this yeah. isn't just about them having fun, which is a huge priority. But I always find the more they enjoy it, the more they want to play. The more they play, the better they get, and as they get better, then that's a good feeling. That's a fun feeling, and so it all comes around. So it, it's if it's not fun, especially at these younger ages, they're just not going to come back. Like yeah. You, you, you yeah. wouldn't. What, you don't I got. I got. An, I got yeah. an acronym for you. Oh, here we go. Oh, this boy. is so. This is one like goes back to my philosophy, and you'll you'll recognize it's fear. F e e r. So I, I was. I just came up with this when I when I got into coaching. I wanted to be like why like why why would somebody want to why would you want to be on the court, and then it started to come out when I had gone back after teaching into uh, from education into coaching, and and it became fear. It was fun. Education, exercise, and then relationship building, which is just yep. like getting to know somebody, yep. right? So it's that acronym, and that's when when I went to your website, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is why my daughters love this because this is what's that's this is what it's all about. It's the it's kind of the crux of anything. Why would you want to do anything? Well, I yep. want to do it because it's fun, or I want to do it because I want to get exercise, or I I want to actually learn something, um, and and it's I. Uh, I mean, I walk in as a dad on the field, and it's just so cool to see these kids just having such a good time. Yep. And they're learning through play. Yep. It's the best. So, speaking of fear, I'm going to transition <laughs> on you. Something Please. that makes me afraid is specialization too early. I'm very nervous and scared yeah. when Braden or when. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on to that. We got to do the two minute drill. You ready? Now? Now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's okay, do it. Fine. Come on. Come uh, on. You, this is the best. You want you me to kick first. it off? Yeah. Okay. So we usually start easy. Okay. And then we get hard. And Brad Brad always has... I have easy. Brad has the hard. What? So, I have no hard ones. These are all ridiculous questions. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... All right. All right. I can't start is the clock. Is it general knowledge or something? No? Oh, <laughs> totally. It's just so random. All right. So we're going to go two minutes. Ready? Mm. Now. Favorite Spice Girl? Uh, baby. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Ryder Cup or World Cup? World Cup. Oh my Hamilton God. or Russell? Um Hamilton. <laughs> uh Stonehenge or Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> what? Stonehenge? Oh my god, there's not even a face. <laughs> it's just oh okay. F one F one or rugby? Sorry? F one or rugby? Um, F1. Yes. This is so amazing. Just because of this new show. not as nearly <laughs> as good as this. Okay. What do your English friends think about Ted Lasso? <laughs> what do they think about <laughs> it? <Yes. laughs> 
Wait, wait, the guy or the show? I don't know. I don't so know. so I, I, they, I love it. They, they like it. <laughs> okay. So I, I think Ted Lasso as a character is great, I think. Yeah. But the rest of it, I'm not right, so right, sure right, about. Right, right. He's hilarious, yeah. but I'm not sure That's about That's what that I character. said. He, yeah. he's no, there's no way that guy would make it no as a coach. Way. No, no. No way, but he's great. I love I love. <laughs> what have you seen? They call the Leeds United manager Ted Lasso, or everyone calls him it because he's, he's an American now. He's doing well. He's keeping oh, them up. Yeah. I love oh. the part where he That's says. Cool. How was that offside? I don't understand. Explain to me offside. <laughs> right. And he says, no, no, I really don't understand. Can you tell me how was that was offside? <laughs> he has no clue. Okay, you've been here for, you've been in America for 18 years. Yep. yep. Favorite American burger chain. Oh. I, I like Smashburger. Does that count? Oh, man. What's in and out. In and out is the only answer. Oh, he's a rookie. Oh. I've never been to Oh, okay. I've never seen one. Road Aren't trip. On the West Coast? Road, uh, yes, most, they are. Mostly yeah. yes. West Coast, yes. Arizona, okay. you know, Las Vegas. Yeah. If they ever came to New York, which they probably won't because they're not franchised, mm. <laughs> yeah. there would be a line for two hours. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, your next vacation in another 15 years, okay, we'll, we'll take you to the West Coast. <laughs> oh, well, I went, I, went to, um, I went to Arizona golfing for my sta- uh, uh, bachelor party. Oh. They stagged it. Okay. Amazing yeah. <laughs> place. What's your handicap, Ben? I just done my handicap for the first time, and it says I'm eight point six. Oh my! That doesn't sound accurate. Oh my! Goodness. I had three good rounds, but Legit. I'm normally like I'm, I would. Did say I just I'm hear that 11. right? Yeah, that's amazing for how <laughs> golf, golf. Yeah, after soccer is, is that's impressive. So, wow! So this guy never played. But you said you said World Cup. I know, but like I said, it's my second one. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ryder definitely Cup is so second good. Ryder Cup. You know? I oh, play yeah. all the time, and they say I'm a seven. I don't know if I practice. And play all you the are time, not really. a seven. You're not a seven. Or you gotta so, ask the last question. Come on, we're, so, we're at. so okay. Um, this is from a movie that I love, and I want to know if it's it's actually <laughs> a meaning. What does this mean if someone said you're all fur coat and no trousers? <laughs> 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 so you know what trousers are, yeah? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm gonna guess it's basically like saying you've got no balls. Uh, no, I think <laughs> it means you're, a, you're you have you're just all mouth. Oh right. Oh, oh yes, there yes, you go. Yes, yes. There so you go. No what, substance. No what, substance. What are yeah. Alan Wickers? Is that an English term? No. Okay. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, so, no, no. That's Cockney rhyming slang. You know what that is? Alan Wickers will be knickers, which is uh, pants. Panties. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh wow! All right, that's the two-minute drill. Okay. <laughs> there it is. That was funny. Wow. So you're really that good at golf? That's amazing. No, I'm not. I, I, I don't know. All right. I'm okay. I see a challenge coming. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to your. We're talking with Coach Ben Foster here. Uh, it, this is awesome. And we got fear. So many questions. Fear. Fear. fear well, well, yeah. fear, but F E E R. But okay. it made me think I'm afraid yep. specialization yep. at a young age Foster soccer. is a problem for other sports, yep. I'll call it. So you've done a really good job, I think, with the upper late age limit, the ten, nine, yep. 8, 9, yep. 10, and making it fun, but also like the ability to get even better, I don't want to say better coaching, better instruction. Mm. Same level kind of kids. You go and play other teams in other towns. You play mm. tournaments. So I'm very curious on your philosophy on specialization at a young age. So it's a tough one. It, 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 but it's not as black and white, I think, as people think. Because the, the right. message now in the media, and it has been for a while, is multi-sports. Play as many sports as right. possible, doing right. as much. And I, and I think that message is wrong. 
um, I I grew look, I, I grew up in a culture where you basically played um, for most of the year you played soccer or rugby. Um, I played soccer, and then in the summer you'd play cricket, and really as a, as a boy that was the sports. And cricket was summer, soccer was fall, winter, and spring. Um, but there, there wasn't in. I, then I came to it was a culture shock coming here. There's so many sports. You've got yeah. baseball, basketball. Right. You've got, and we're just talking the the team sports now. Yeah, soccer, lacrosse. There's, there's loads Ho- of them. Hockey's hockey. really big in this town. Uh, exactly, hockey. Yep. And so, yep. so what? I have a question for you guys because you both got kids. Like, so yep. when your kids play, um, why do you like your kids playing sports? Why do you want your kids to play sports? Or what is the sports are life. Yeah, sports are life. I'm, okay. I love this question it's, because I think about it. I actually did a paper on this in college of the ulterior benefits of playing sports, mostly team sports. Yeah. So you learn respect for authority. You learn, you know, how to take direction. You learn how to work hard to improve. You learn the social aspect of getting along with different personalities you learn to win. You learn to lose at a at a young age, which yep. is really yep. tough for some of these kids sometimes. And it's okay to be mad, <laughs> upset, yep. sad. So, so I it's just what you do with those emotions. That yeah. But at the same That's time, important. one of your coaches said to me, and I forget his name, and he doesn't coach for you anymore. He mm. said, "I think they should all play one team sport, at least one team and one individual sport." Which I yeah. no one mm. ever said that to me before because. Mm. It's a good one, yeah. It was like really that. good, yeah. And you know, that's the other part of it is is you have a team sport, but then you also all those aspects of learning from a team, but then you have your individual where you can't hide, you can't play right center, right back, mm. and, and yeah. you know, kick the ball out every now and then, and your team scores and you win five nothing. It's it's just you right. against your opponent on the tennis court, yeah. Like, and so mm. there's some things that you can learn from that that I like to yep. expose the kids to, but really, like at this age. I'm trying to expose them to as many things I can to see what they might latch on to and just so they can have fun and they're exercising and they're running around with the point as a parent. And a lot of you know, this is when they wake up and get them as tired as possible so they can just go to sleep when they're supposed to go to sleep. At <laughs> <night>. <laughs> yep. Love yep. It. All right. I, I'm going to answer that yep. in one sentence mm. because it's all about what we really want. Um, ourselves to be as well as other people in this world is a team player. Yep. And I, I know people refer to individual sports, team sports. You could say tennis is an individual sport. However, you play for your high school, you're playing for a team. Yep. You play for your college, you're playing for a team. Gymnastics ind- individual. However, it's not, they're all, everything's a team sport. Mm. So it comes back to, for me, they need to learn how to be a team player when to be the I, when to be the you, when, when to, to sit we, back. We. Right. Yes. It's, it, that's what, what it's all about. I, You're going to go work for a business and I organization. Read I read that. Yeah. Stephen Curry, when they were losing, what can I do better? What can I do? What, how can I be a better teammate? When yep. they lose, when they yep. win, we did this, we did that, yep. we did yep. this. Which is a leadership, right? That's a leadership characteristic. Uh, the, for me, it's, there is an I in team. Yep. Sometimes you are not going to be the leading scorer. You're going to need to be the assist. Uh, you might need to be the bench player that day. Uh, you you might need to be the one bringing out the oranges. It Just everything for me is all about how to be a team player. And 
Exactly. And that's where I want to go with it. I'm so glad you brought that up because it is. And I'm worried about the multi-sports message that parents are getting is eroding the like the concept of team. Because when you are playing on, let's say, three different travel teams, you're playing on your travel across team, your travel oh, yeah. baseball team, your travel soccer team. That's a crazy schedule. There's going to be clashes, right? So yeah. at some point, you're going to have to let one of those teams down. And we're trying to teach kids commitment. Yeah. And we can't, like, basically, okay, which coach, which teammates are going to let down today? And then and then there's the whole... And imagine that, a 10-year-old that's going to, like, you yeah. have to put that in their brain. They're going to let somebody down. <clears throat> So it's insane. They should not have that on there. No. There's no way that that kid should have that burden at that age mm. to understand, I'm letting somebody down. Why? Because I can't play a sport? Because mm. I can't do what I want to do? Yeah. It, 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 There's no way that that schedule should demand mm. that type of a response to a child. Yeah. There's no way. I, but but I, I think, Ben, that you do a really good job of not making it overly burdensome when you want to commit. It's only a couple days a week. And it's yep. you know, the same time. Every week, the games might be different yep. times, but they're all on the weekend. Practice, same time every week. And it's not too many days. So, like, so yeah, you know. when we... I, I'm one of the directors coaching LMFC, and I, I, I came up with the idea of with LMFC because it was separate originally, Larchmont and Mamaronek, and there's so much poaching of players going on. It was ridiculous, and every other sport's that. So we went, right, we're going to do a joint one. It's a huge club. But one of the first things I did is went... Right, girls are going to practice on Mondays and Thursdays. Boys are going to practice on Tuesdays and Fridays. And that starts from right at the start at U8 all the way up to about U12, U13. It might change after that. So parents can now schedule their kids' lives around that. So And we got so much better attendance at practices. And we want that because, again, being, yeah. part, being part of a team. Yeah. Another thing I did is there used to be U8 um, leagues, right? So... Braden did this, the U8 Academy. Mm-hmm. That's not really a team. It, it, it's it's I, because I'm not asking parents and kids to commit to a team and you must be at the game, you must do this because I want them to sample other sports. I think it's important that they sample other sports, play other sports at a young age. Um, there's an argument that even at U9, it's it's a little bit too young, but um, yeah. and and Too young for what? Um, to, to go onto a team and do the travel teams. But I, no way. No. But th- so hold on, let me ask you. At nine years old, were you on a team playing a sport? Yeah, yeah. So I was. was I? <laughs> I was. Yeah. But but, I, but I'm saying we're in a culture with all these different sports, and I get this all the time. Ben, there's too much commitment required at a young age. How are you expecting our kid to choose a sport? And look, you're you're a tennis. It's a tough one. You're right? not because you're we're not. Talking. The kid will tell you exactly. The kid will tell. I want to do it. Yeah, I want to be there. Yeah, you're not. You don't but have to. No, you got to be really careful with that because mm. some are not. Three days a week. Some sports are flick. Okay, yeah, you're talking five, right? Lacrosse is five days a week. And the kid's like, yeah, I want to do this. They're eight, nine, ten. What do they know about five days a week for all the summer? So I read something online. That's what this professional baseball player, he let his kids say, yeah, I want to do it. Halfway through, his kid goes, I hate it. Yeah. That's what we just said. And he was yeah. ki- like, are you... The kid's going to say, I want to do it more, or I want to mm. do it less. Yeah. Because that's burnout. No, I mean, that's complete cor- burnout. Correct. Mm. But the kid is always going to want to say, I want to do it at the beginning, and now, you, you need to take a second. Now, remember, yep. sports, you sports, all sports, because what you're saying is so... It hits the nail on the head. Think of the other side. It's a business. Yeah. So for that oh, yeah. coach that's saying, I want you five days... I don't believe Ben's doing that. Ben has the right 
you're coming from the right. He's coming from the heart. He's right. coming from I yes. want you to play soccer because I want you to love soccer, not from a business standpoint. Like you need to be here five days because I want your money. It's <laughs> no, I want you to they love. Won't say that, it, but that's like, a lot of no what it because is. you, you well, like I, I always go back to it's all about you grow the game. Mm. Yeah, just growing the game. Like yep. it's an enjoyment when you love what you do and you love the sport that you're involved in and, and it can be golf, right? Like it's a, you're a fanatic about golf. <laughs> Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. <laughs> there you go. Because camaraderie, go. camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. Everything it's, about team it's, sports. It's like pushing yeah. yourself. It's playing But it's individual. I don't get to, see, you know, all winter I don't see some certain guys very much at all, but when the golf course, it's all fun. Like, <laughs> exactly. It, it, you foster soccer coach Ben. I mean, you, 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 it's, it's amazing what you've done and what you've made this area with soccer. And I know it personally, but I know it from other people. Uh, it's coming from the right place. The sports specialization thing. Cause there's also the side of, well, maybe that kid loves it. And that's that personality where they want to do it every day. If they want to do it, you just, but I think then, then the parents and the coach have to step in and say, look, do you want him at nine to be burned out at 13? Yeah. I get the kid loves it. However, I because it's a tough conversation to have, but it does take a special coach to be able to have that rapport to say, you know what, let, let him explore with others. Like mm-hmm. Coach Ben was saying, let him explore with others. I want you to go test the waters. I want you to have good hand-eye coordination, foot mm-hmm. coordination in other sports and carry over. And then if that love continues... Like if one of my daughters wants to specialize when she gets into middle school or high school, I will completely support that. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't see any of my, either of my kids going, I want to do gymnastics five days and, a week. And that's yeah. okay. And yeah. that's okay, that, right? And that's great. If you Follow your child. If your child, I've had someone saying, look, he, all he wants to do is soccer. All he wants to do is soccer. And I'm, I'm like, well, that's all he wants. And I'm trying to get him into other right. activity. I said, that's fine. But just be careful you don't, because I'm big on like what's a healthy sports diet never mind like one sport when you're a coach and our games are on Sundays with soccer and you have a game at five o'clock sometimes you're coaching a kid that has had two games in another sport (laughs) that day right how are you supposed to get the best out of that child (laughs) and like this is it when the child goes going okay which which game am I going to try in today because I can't try in all three I've only got so much energy and that's not that's not healthy and now and I I I also think I get a lot of well, Ben, soccer's a fall sport. Why are you making it fall? And sp- I say, it, it's, it is a niche sport. There's only soccer that uses foot-eye coordination. You could play it three months out of the year, but you're not going to get very good. Like, and I'm saying, like <laughs> yeah. it's with tennis. Yeah. If, you, if you want, go, yeah. I want my kid to be really good, but he's yeah. only going to be playing three months out of the year. He's not yeah. going to, like yeah. tennis, I'm sure, is a sport where you have to play quite a lot. To get well, yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll, it's just like anything, right? You mm. want to play the piano, you got to have repetition. Well, you got to have... Excellent repetition. If I was surprised because of Braden and the nine-year-old, how good he is at soccer and his footwork, mm. how much that translated on the tennis court. Oh, it's insane. That's the first thing he noticed. It's insane. That's when great. He first well, mm. six years old. Look at every it, tennis player when they're warming up and when they're out in the lawn at a tennis uh, tournament. They're, <laughs> right. They got a football, mm. uh, a soccer, or, a soccer ball. They're practicing. They're they, juggling. They, they all the ten- love the soccer. The doll likes to juggle yeah. with the tennis ball. Yeah. I mean, it's the two go hand in hand. Uh, no pun intended, foot in foot. <laughs> but it's... And they go hand in hand. It, it, the, the whole sports specialization, I, it just, I think you have to look at it from different angles. 
Mm. I think there's positives and there's definitely negatives. I remember you asking me, should he go two, three days a week? I'm like, if he's saying yes and he mm. wants to and he's got it in the schedule, let's do it. He's, what are we going to do? Like, uh, you know, there's 45 minutes. He's eight years old. Like, mm. uh, do I, but, do, yeah. But like wait, the, 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 the hell, like the, we talked about like the moral side of it, teamwork and all that stuff committing to your team, but just the physical side of it, all the, the message, I think it was a New York Times article that they were talking about, if you just specialize in one sport, you're going to get overuse injuries. Oh, but, 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 they, but they quote, like, really, when you look into it, it's about baseball. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because pitchers, <laughs> and I totally yeah. agree with it, soccer's a sport where, unless you're a coach that just says, right, stand against that wall and kick the ball for three <laughs> right. hours straight. <laughs> yes. It's not. Right. It's constant different yeah. movements and stuff. But um, tennis can be tough. if you specialize in tennis really young, you can definitely have shoulder issues. Oh, sorry, you could have shoulder issues, you could have knee issues, you could have hip issues. I mean, think of runners, adult runners. Yeah. How many times have you heard somebody say, "Oh man, I I got two new hips, I got two new knees," because yeah. nope, they're specializing nope. in running. I mean, it's the same thing. And now you're asking your kid to specialize. Like, come on, it's a that just doesn't make sense. Uh, we're I mean we're. We're at we're we're over we're over, uh, we're over. Really we gotta <laughs> way too much fun this is I, and we didn't even cover half of the stuff we needed to cover I mean this is this has been fantastic Coach Ben my neighbor yeah. which I didn't know <laughs> I mean now now I have a face with uh, like I go to foster soccer and I hear the girls talk about it and I I'm like looking around where's Ben I don't know Ben <laughs> like <laughs> that ben? <laughs> well that's it it's another Ben I know that's, that's it yeah. that's it and I'm always like well where's who's that coach yeah 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 so thanks for coming on this no, has been you. awesome been fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean this yeah we definitely have to do it again yeah be rad back in the studio dads dudes and coaches <laughs> did it that again we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Thank you, everybody. If you got a question, comment, topic, suggestion, anything, you just want to say, hey, that was a great show. Yeah. Come on. Come on. We are, you know, we'll take it. Give us a shout out on our Instagram, SC Trojan Brad. By the way, you didn't say anything about USC this week. I know. I, oof. Or Jeff and or Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, Low Conti Tennis. Those are our Instagram handles. Handles. And also, please follow Foster Soccer on Instagram. You can go to www.fostersoccer.com. Uh, you also, are you on Facebook? Yes? Yes. 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 Uh, and what other? I'm not very active on it, but I'm yeah. working on it. That's okay. That's okay. Look, everything's a work in progress. Yep. Um, until next time, my man. Woo! Keep it real. Keep improving and keep doing better. See ya.